Jam in the AM on a Monday, and here we go. Your Pesach product problems, questions, oh, however you want to refer to them. Two main methods to get in touch with us and to ask your questions. Uh, one of them would be the um, email address, nachum at nachumsegel.com. And uh, the other would be go to the NSN app, the Nachum Siegel Network uh, app. And... Um, Uh, and post it, uh, literally post your question on the app and utilize the comment section to do so, and uh, you'll be all set. Simple as that. Well, we have a limited panel this year. I just got word from our friends at J Drugs that something has come up and they're not able to uh, attend and to join us this year, which is a tremendous loss for us. We're going to try to make up for it. I know, obviously, when it comes to medicines and uh, all different types of medications, etc., cetera, uh, you might get a lot of suggestions from our rabbis. Uh, to consult certain lists or to call the OU later or to um, uh, just hang on while they look things up because they may not be, uh, at least according to them, I, of course, would not put these words in their mouths. Uh, they may not be as proficient, may not be uh, at their fingertips the way it would be for our uh, committee members from J Drugs. But nonetheless, believe you me, they're going to try very hard to give you immediate answers as best as possible. And with that in mind, we introduce and Welcome back for yet another year, Rabbi Yoel Schoenfeld, who is, um, Rabbi Schoenfeld, what, what title should I use uh, this time around? Which one should we go for of all the distinguished titles that you hold? Which one would be the one that would be uh, well, appropriate uh, for 2019 for 5779? The once a year guest of the Nahum Siegel Show. <laughs> <laughs> the the regular the regular guest who we look forward to tremendously each year here at JM and the AM, Rabbi Yoel Schoenfeld. And, of course, Rabbi uh, Ellie Gersten is here. And Rabbi Gersten's official title, I believe, if I have this right, is Halachic Decisor or the, or the how do I put this, Rabbi Schoenfeld, the, the, um, the what's the word, supervisor of Halachic Decisions? I know there's a word. I know there's a term here. That I sh- that I should I should remember from past years. And I- recorder. Recorder is it? If halachic, but you know what, Rabbi Gerson's actually sitting here. We can ask him. <laughs> Rabbi, what would be the official title? <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't really matter, but <laughs> can we say that you're in the area of recording, recording. rabbinic decisors? Or no, no, rabbinic decisions. That would be better. That a better way of putting it. All right, so I'll ask both of you to please get those microphones as close as possible. Thank you very very much. Welcome to both of you. I apologize on behalf of our friends at J Drugs. They had a uh, last-minute uh, thing that they that uh, interrupted their ability to uh, be here this morning. Um, also, we're jailless, and we're jailless for a good reason, though, because we made an executive decision about a month ago that we would do a separate wine segment tomorrow. So the wine questions and the uh, halachic wine questions at Jay Poskins, right. uh, we, will, <laughs> we will we will we will get to tomorrow. If someone does have a Strictly halachic question regarding wine, whether it's how much wine to have or what to use uh, in terms of substitutes for wine, et cetera, et cetera, then uh, just let us know. And uh, and you know we're being monitored by Rabbi uh, Grunberg. I hope. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you have confirmation? Confirm from China. Seriously? He told me it will be. Rabbi Mordechai Grunberg, we welcome you. Believe you me. Uh, not to insult our guests, but I wish you were here. <laughs> <laughs> It would be amazing. Rabbi Grunberg, of course, for many, many years filling the slot that now it takes two rabbis to fill uh, when he was here with us for so many years at JM and the AM. Uh, so Rabbi Grunberg is tuned in. He's listening in right now, and uh, hopefully many of you are as well as we get set to uh, ask some questions. By the way, I hate to be that guy, as the expression goes, 
But now that I now, now that life has made 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 it more difficult for me to do certain physical activities <laughs> as things begin to slow down. Thank God you reached that stage. Could you? That's true, by the way. Yeah. Thank God I've reached this stage. Uh, could you tell us the minimum requirements for cleaning your car for Pesach? Because I'll tell you, I'll, should I tell you how things worked up until this point? Until I gave in to nature? Can I tell, can I tell you how things worked? Sure, I mean, we literally would take seats, you know, um, we'd fold them, take them out of the car if necessary. Because, you know, where those hooks of the chairs in the car go into the floor of the car, there might be, there might actually be some real chametz. And, and in this case, I do mean real chametz. I'm not joking around. So, you know, was that necessary, et cetera. So now what are the minimum requirements? I would assume you need a good vacuum, right? You want to make sure to at least get the stuff out of the car. But but one would suspect the way the way we're taught, the way we've grown up, and the way we've, you know, analyzed things over the years, one would suspect that we really would not have to remove those seats to get to that chametz that I just described. True or false? I'll... I'll um... Ask Rabbi Gersten to uh, to. Uh... Well, I'd say that's true. Um, you know, What's you know, true? Halacha is if you have a, a a pile of you know wall falls down on top of chametz, right? Um, so then you're not you're not responsible to remove it. Uh, things that are inaccessible, you know, you don't have to. If you have a refrigerator, you know, that's things might have fallen behind there. If you can't get to there, you'd have to get a you know some sort of a repairman to move your. Right. You it know. would be a pachka, as we say in the vernacular. Exactly. So then. <laughs> If you can't get to it during the year, you don't. You're not going to get that on Pesach either. Yeah, but uh, you know. Oh, uh, here now, Rabbi Schoenfeld's going to do his yeah, but it's Pesach routine. Go ahead, Rabbi. Yeah, but it's Pesach. That's very good. Uh, you finally learned something over the years. Well, there's that a again. reason why every year he would he would take out the seats, but. Yeah, no, no, what, no, no. I, what, well, what I took saying? out the seats because I, I, I just had the guilt of my mother and grandmother on top of me, you know, yeah. saying what would they say if they knew that there was chametz under that seat in the well, car? Ninety percent of the cleaning that any man does, if he does, is because of the mother, because grandmother, because of mother, grandmother, or the wife <laughs> lurking behind. Um, otherwise, it's it's really good enough. You know? But um, with the seats, uh, you know, and I, I, it is. Right after all, it is Pesach, and the fact is the halachas in Shulchan Aruch says that the women used to scratch away at the walls to get chametz there, and, right. and the Shulchan Aruch says, you know, even though you don't have to, but leave them, uh, because if they're doing it, they're doing it covered Pesach. Just leave the women alone who do that, uh, and really, a lot of the Pesach cleaning is done. You know, it, uh, it, as the halacha says, periri batli. But the little, little crumbs are batli; they're insignificant. Right. As far and as we say the kol chamira more than we once. say the kol chamira. But uh, so you really have to do a normal type of uh, of cleaning car unless you know this is a place like behind the crack of the seat. Uh, you know you can have uh, a, a, a cookie or cracker fall behind it, which happens often enough. So it does have to be cleansed quite well. Uh, but if you know your car, and you know it's and who knows your car better than you do? Who knows, right? <laughs> and if you if you not a, a if you don't have a lot of kids in your car often, you know, it's pretty much a standard cleaning should do it. There you go. All right. So uh, I got my bag of quarters ready for the vacuum cleaner at the uh, service station, and uh, off yeah, we go. You're going to find a lot of quarters <laughs> underneath the seats, too. <laughs> and by the way, public service, listen to this show, and we'll tell you the best day to clean the car. Because the Rachel, well, you, can't, you don't want to clean it on a day like today. You don't want to be outside in the rain all day, right? You want, you want good weather to clean the car. So we, we keep a keen eye on when it would be the perfect day this week to clean the car. God forbid it rains every day this week. We're finished. Won't be an opportunity, but there's usually at least one day 
helpful hints. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I will tell you how to get through this holiday. Trust me. <laughs> Not easy, but you'll get through. All right. Uh, we've got a bunch of stuff overnight on our email, and we'll start with this one. Can I use this? Is listener Meredith? Can I use the water from my GE fridge water filter on Pesach? Yeah, and, you know, you should um, make sure to clean over, clean out the uh, the spout where you might have touched something against it. But as long as you use some sort of a cleanser on there, then it's fine. You can use it on Pesach. But remember, it is Pesach, right. after all. <laughs> Nature made vitamin C and D. Any comment about that? This is where we're missing the. Papers. I know. Believe yeah. me, we're I, no, I, we're going to suffer by the fact that we don't have our representatives from J Drugs here. Well, more than that, uh, we have these little booklets that carry medications, vitamins. I I would have brought it had I known uh, that they're not going to be here, but I guess something came up. Um, well, apparently something came up at the last minute. Yeah, but, that's what it seems. But I but I think we need to just prepare for these situations, uh, you know, and have a backup plan no matter what. Rabbi but, but vitamin C, and I'll again, I'll, I'll just ask Rabbi. Uh, Gersten to confirm with me, but vi- all these vitamins, uh, vitamin C, it's, it's, uh, there is a good chance that there might be some chametz in there, it might contain a citric acid, citric acid itself can be of a chametz origin. If it's chewable, you really have to have a problem, you have to investigate further. If you swallow whole, much less of a problem, as the OU says in, in, the, in the Passover guide, as far as you know, swallowing any kind of medication whole. Uh, Rabbi Gerson, if you want to add to that, please do. Well, yes, uh, you know, in, in general, when it comes to any medication that's a in pill form that you just swallow, you know, it's a tasteless or you know bitter pill, then those are not a problem uh, for Pesach. Um, when it comes to vitamins, there are different opinions about it because it's not really a medicine. It's something if it's taken as like an optional, um, you know, helpful type of uh, vitamin. If it's something that the doctor prescribes because a person has a deficiency, then it's the same as a medicine, and then any type of pill. Uh, again, you know, these like a bitter type of pill. If it's a sweet, chewable, then that's where you have the issues, and you have to check the list to make sure that there really is nothing in there that's problematic. And like Rabbi Shonfamel mentioned, the vitamin C, the uh, the citric acid, can be a uh, can be an issue with these. Uh, can be a chametz source. Right. Well, so, like with vitamins, if if it's something that you're taking because you know you feel it builds uh, bodies and strong strong bodies in twelve ways, and it's just you know you feel like a little extra pep. I, I, I really think that you, you should stay away from that unless you have Ashkoch and Pesach. But if it's uh, an important regimen that the doctor wants you to be on, uh, then uh, the, again, again, but it, it, if, it's, if it's a pill, I think a, a pill that you swallow whole, I don't think it's much of a problem. Uh, chewable must be followed up. I want to thank listener Yaakov. He's the one who asked if we need to clean the car for Pesach and uh, how well do we need to clean it. That's what led to that question. Uh, Costco and Sam's Club frozen salmon. An annual question that we get here. What do we say during 5779? Yeah, they're, they're fine to use. Um, we recommend just rinsing them off, which is probably something that anyone would do anyways. Um, but that's, you know, that's about it. They're fine. Okay, Rabbi Schoenfeld, Rabbi Gersten are both here. Denatured alcohol deodorant. Haven't we gotten to the stage in 2019 where all this stuff is... Uh, Denatured alcohol. Is right. okay because no, no... Well, no, we're in the east side. We're in the lower east side. Yeah, and therefore... And that, that's where Rav Moshe reigned. It yeah. began here. It was like the headquarters for the rest of the world. When right. Rav Moshe, I was taught this by Rav Shimon Eider. Rav Moshe was, um, was machmir. He, he, you know, he took the, the, the stringent position that any kind of alcohol, let's say in deodorant, spray deodorant, that uh, is chametz of a chametz uh, nature that can be consumed by a drunk, and he would drink so, let's say, in desperation. 
is considered chametz because it, a human being can can consume it. Um, so if it's a if it's a liquid form and it has a problematic alcohol, it remains a problem. Rav Moshe might have been out on his own on that because uh, others say, "What do you mean? Of course, an alcohol would drink it, but he'll, he'll die of liver disease, of brain damage." But Rav Moshe, yes, he will. But at the moment, it, be, it can be consumed. However, um, however. Uh, it, most of these alcohols you see are isopropyl. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's only the ethyl alcohol that presents a problem. So if you take your right guard, you'll see <clears throat> that it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's probably not a problem alcohol to begin with. But I, I would add also <coughs> that the most ethanol that's used in these deodorants and types of things, not drinking alcohol, but, but uh, commercial alcohol that's used, you know, industrial alcohol, is, is made from corn. So in the United States, it, we, we assume the, the, the vast majority... Um, the corn alcohol is much cheaper, and it would be used for this type of a purpose. So, um, you know, I, 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 I don't think there's really an issue. The OU and the, the guide, in the OU Passover guide, we list deodorant as something that's acceptable based on all the different, um, you know, conditions. That's what I thought. That's where I was heading with this whole line of questioning, frankly. All right, Gersten, thank you for jumping in and saving the day. Oh, and I want to refer the consumers to the Passover guide, the OU's Passover guide, to page 110. Um, guideline for medicine, which is very important to uh, refer to when when trying to figure out what to do about medicines. And I will refer everybody to the um, to the uh, information about the cholamoid activities down at Six Flags. Uh, you worry about the medications, I'll worry about what to do during okay, cholamoid. So Six Flags is not a date to do your car because we know it's going to rain. <laughs> Whoa! Are you kidding me? It always rains. Your colleagues at NCSY are going to blame you now. Yes, but they have a great time anyway. <laughs> That's, that is true, by the way. Um, what do we say about Seder preparation because the Seder is on Shabbos? Uh, everything that needs to be done must be done before Shabbos. That's number one. And the second night, you would not be able to do anything, but I guess this would be the case any year. You wouldn't be able to do anything until after candlelighting time, correct? That's right, and and that's really it. Well, I think the surprising thing about uh, about Friday night is that um, the the you know we, we we can understand that you shouldn't be grinding your your harain before and your, right. your you know your, your yeah, before right. And right? Uh, we always have the minug. Many people have the minug. I think it's based on the gra to to do some ribing of the harain to rub that harain as and when you come home, so it should be extra fresh. Uh, so that that's where there's a problem. You got to watch out. You really can't grind it too fine on Friday night. Uh, the charosa so should be made in advance because it's, it's like kneading all. The so everything down. should be made in advance. Yeah, but the surprising. This is what I wanted to mention. The surprising thing is the salt water should be made in advance as well uh, 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 on a Friday night. Yeah, and of course the shank bone naturally. But one second uh, on the salt water thing. I mean, yeah, I get the shank bone, but on the salt water thing. I mean, you are using it, you know, an hour later on Shabbos. Yeah, but so anything that, that involves salting a food always be, is a... Is a is even a, if you're just salting water. Even just salting water becomes uh, like it relates to tanning food because they used to tan food, tan meats. So anything you salt something. So Rabbi Gersten, somebody didn't salt their, their salt water. They didn't prepare the salt water before Shabbos. What's the, what's the method? What do you recommend? Well, the issue is if you make like a, like a very strong salt solution, that would be the issue. That's the concern on Shabbos. So if you, did, you, know, you can make your water salty, just don't make it very salty. salty. Not as salty as you usually would. Wow, boy. I have a lot to do on Friday. Got to open up all those wine bottles. Yeah. Decide which ones to refrigerate. Not enough room in the refrigerator for all of them, Rabbi. Right? Uh, I'll have well, to prioritize. Well, I, 
that, right. Many you're talking about because of the bottle cap. Those are usually metal bottle caps. Well, even with the corks, you want to you know rip off the paper beforehand and all that. You know. Yeah, they could have lettering, right? Right. That's true. If they don't, sometimes they just have this like funny. Yeah, stuff. that's true. Yeah. Sometimes I'm strong enough to just lift it off without even, uh, without even you know using a knife to cut any part of it. That's true. But uh, I. The, but front that I'm to be exhausted. So. I leave to my wife. She's Excuse me. Ex- my wife is an expert. <laughs> Wait a cork. moment. When I do it, I stick. Is, to, is this I because wrote, of her? Those breaks in hand. Is this because of her? That's why I stick to Malaga. <laughs> is this because of her relationship with Jay Booksbab? That's that exactly. She is in fact a relative to Jay. That's the re- and that's serious, by the way. And that would be why she might have that skill. Would you suspect yes, that? Yes, because Jay idea? gets her the, this rabbit. It's called. Oh, the rabbit. so she the cheats. Rabbit. She uses one of those fancy rabbit. corkscrews. But the rabbit doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Even that one you can't do. Oh, it, yeah. huh? it just doesn't work. So a lot of preparation on Friday. I like to rest a little bit before the Seder. Sounds like this year that will not be possible. Those of us who like to inspect all of our round matzahs before the Seder yes. to see if we have full ones for the Seder, that would have to be done Friday afternoon. You can't. You, you wouldn't want to do that. Or am I wrong? Could you do that at the Seder or not? If you like to actually choose which matzahs out of the... Oh, hun- you mean Bora? Yeah. That? Oh, interesting. You'd have to do it on Friday afternoon, correct? Oh. Sounds right. Yeah. You can't. You can't go ahead. I mean, does it, thank goodness we're on daylight savings time. I may still get a little bit of rest Friday. You're not in Hawaii, nothing like that. Nothing like no. that. No. no. I mean, this is. I'm so glad you alerted me to this. I've, I've just changed my entire week's sleep schedule because <laughs> of this conversation. <laughs> can one use a? This is listener Michael. Can one use a steam cleaner to kosher a granite countertop or stainless steel sink? Paul Perry Schoenfeld. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what to do. Um, okay, I I I I will uh, get Rabbi Gerson's opinion too here, but uh, we we she just went out and bought a steam cleaner, and I told her to, I didn't even know what it was, to yeah. keep it on fifth. It it looks like an oversized um, kettle or something, and it has a spout at the end. You turn on she bought she bought it online, and then it steams. It, it you see it come to the boil inside, and you and I told her to keep it on fifteen seconds. That's after the granite top has not been used for twenty four hours, right. cleaned. It's 15 seconds on each spot. And in the old days, provided. it would have been hot water? In the old days, it would have just been Might like have been sponging water. it with hot water? But you got to remember that that's talking about a countertop where you know that you haven't, keeping, you haven't kept a significant amount of hummus gummer. Let's say you don't keep your noodle kugel right. on there because then you have or to your get bread box. Or, uh-huh. Well, bread box would be okay. I'm talking about hot mm, hummus. Got it. Uh, so if you, if you did keep... Real hummets, hot hummets on your countertop, and 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 a significant amount of times, then you have to do uh, a real hagala, and I'm, I'm gonna defer. Here right to okay, well, a steamer, you know, it's becoming more and more popular. We get more and more questions about these uh, use of these devices, and there's different types of steamers. Some of them, um, are like meant for clothing, you know, and they just leave out, let out a little bit of steam, and you're just never gonna be able to do your, you know, to do a whole counter with three ounces of water, you know, right. it's not gonna, not gonna work. Um, but they sell these, um, you know, much more, uh, you know, advanced uh, types. Um, you know, they're they're fine to use. The the idea is you want to have steam come out, and not just uh, kasha with steam, but this kasha with the water that is the condensate, the condensation from that steam. So you want that it should, um, the steam should, you know, get on the, all over the table, uh, over the counter, and should. Uh, condense into water, and you should see boiling water on the surface of the counter. You yeah. literally can see it. Interesting. Yeah. Water, what, see that she has, the water comes out. You see that water. It, it gathers a water, a thin layer of like water. Like a film. Out. Yeah. Rabbi Schoenfeld and Rabbi Gersten are here. Uh, easiest ways to get us your Pesach product question is, 
Nahum at NahumSiegel.com, N-A-C-H-U-M at N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com, or go to the NSN app and use the comments section, the NSN Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, and use the comments section. A listener, Ellie, plain frozen fruit with an O-U, cherries, blueberries, etc. He suggests the great value brand that one buys at Walmart. Yeah, plain frozen fruit, as long as there's no other ingredients, are fine for Pesach. Uh, does Nori need special Pesach certification? I actually saw it for sale somewhere. That's the that's for sushi cover? Yeah. Well, seaweed snacks. People use it as, sea, as snacks. Uh-huh. I actually saw it in a Pesach store. I just don't know if it had a special you know, know. designation. I don't even know what else they put in there besides from the seaweed. Is right. there any, any starches that are added? It might be in here. It might be in the booklet or not. Is it possible that if it's if the OU has one for Pesach, it would be in the booklet. Right, they have to have one for Pesach. Do dry roasted pistachios need special Pesach certification? Yes, if it's roasted, then it would need to have special Pesach. That goes for any roasted nuts. Yeah, sure, sure. Only if it's raw nuts, then right. they're unacceptable. Yeah. Um, this listener writes: I have not seen a straight answer on blanched almond flour and whether it needs a special Pesach hechsher or not. Yeah, I mean, the, the, you know, the, the plain almonds themselves are okay. Uh, the question always with flour is going to be what else is being milled with the same, same machine. I guess it's unlikely that you're going to have, um, you know, real hummus, wheat, or gluten-type items on that same machine because, you know, this is meant for often for people who mm. are trying to stay very far away from gluten. Right. On the other hand, you know, uh, kidneys and, you know, other types of of uh you know, other types of beans or, or grains could be could be milled on the same equipment. So, uh, what? yeah, I mean, I, I I think there might there are some um, almonds that are almond flours that are that do have a kosher pesach hashgacha. I would recommend those. Um, all right, Rabbi Schoenfeld is suggesting to me uh, here behind the scenes that we go to the phones. We had limited our. Uh, Communicate, and you can see it's pretty voluminous yeah. uh, to email and uh, and the app. But it seems that you're not comfortable with these uh, modern methods of communication. You'd like to go back to the uh, to the uh, plain old telephone, as we say. It looks like it because uh, I'm being communicated with by heavenly <laughs> communication. But you, I just said, why are you texting with someone then? If you're, against, not, if you're against all these methods of communication, I don't get it. Should we open up the phone lines? I don't know. Last year we did pretty well just with this system, but uh, what am I other than just a host of the show? That's right. With 35 years of experience, I remind you. Uh, I have, uh, you Don't listen to texts from people who haven't been in this industry for that long. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, for now, we'll stick with this system and see what happens. Listener Chaim asks, can scope mouthwash be used on Pesach? Does it need to be certified? What do we say in general about mouthwash and toothpaste? Scope is all right, and the Colgate line, Colgate line also is all right. The, by, by the way, toothpaste. According to Rabbi Bess's booklet, uh, he's, he's, he does not recommend uh, Crest, the Crest line. He does recommend the Colgate line, not the Crest line. And it doesn't matter if it's paste or um, gel? You know, a lot of these Colgate Crest things are now jelly, gel type. The, the tabs? The, those tabs you put on No, the... When you squeeze, oh, the toothpaste. No, that's when you squeeze the tube, oh, it's, uh, toothpaste. you know. Yeah, no, no, it's all the same. I, I would just point out, though, that um, there is a discussion amongst Rabbanim year-round whether uh, mouthwash needs the hechsher. Many hold that it does not because you will never drink it. It's not right. something that's going to fit for eating. Um, the opinion of Rebelsky, that's all, was that uh, mouthwash should have a hechsher for year-round because it has nice flavor and people don't rinse out their mouth necessarily with water to get everything out there. They'll swallow a little bit of it at the end. Uh, and therefore, he considered it to be something that um, 
is, at least from in minimal amounts, is considered fit for eating. So there's always this debate. Uh, the same debate that applies year-round would apply to Pesach as well. If you consider it a food, right. so then, you know, if, if year-round you wouldn't, you wouldn't use scope, then obviously on Pesach you shouldn't use it either. If year-round you use it, then really it makes no difference. You could use it on Pesach as well. Rabbi Gerson, would you mind confiscating Rabbi Schoenfeld's phone, please? Because it seems to be causing uh, agitation and problems here in the studio. I might, my, my many, many, <laughs> many fans are communicating with me. They're this, frustrated they can't get through. So they want, okay. Because so for, I have so many for fans. For Rabbi right? Schoenfeld's fans, the number is 212-529-4620. 212-529-4620. By the way, the fans consist of my, uh, consist of my kids. Oh, that's it? That's the whole, that's the that's whole group? That's my <laughs> There's nobody else? Uh, 212-529-4620 for your Pesach questions by phone, although it does seem that our listeners enjoy this system, and I don't blame them. Rabbi Gersten, uh, since Rabbi Belsky's passing, is Rabbi Schechter the lone rabbi, not a criticism, just people are curious about behind the scenes, is he the lone rabbi who's making the most important decisions now in the Contrast Department? Well, he's the he's the main POSIC now for the OU. Uh, there are, when either he doesn't want to answer or there's the, you know, the OU is looking for... Um, you know, a consensus of opinions on a certain matter. Um, there are other rabbinim now that the OU has relied on. Um, one of those rabbinim is Rav Asher Weiss, oh. right, as well. He's sure. the uh, uh, Rabbi Ganak, the, the uh, mm-hmm. CEO of the you know, head of the kosher. He's probably communicates with him uh, almost on a daily basis. You know, different issues that have come up. Um, and the uh, and then there's another posik also of, of Mordechai Gross, mm. uh, another big uh, famous posik in in Bnei Brak, and he also uh, we've sent many shilas to him as well. So we can conclude from this that it takes many men to replace Rybelsky. Absolutely sure. Two one two five two nine four six twenty. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. That's me. Yes. What's your question, oh, please? Okay, I'm old fashioned. I do like the phone. So I did text you about um, the tea. If you don't like wine, if you can't drink wine and grape juice, all the years I was told I must do tea. Is that so? Someone who will not be able to drink either wine or grape juice, should they just not participate in the drinking of the four cups, or should they have some type of alternate liquid? Right, so that's called Hamar Medina, which means a socially accepted uh, drink, coffee, tea, coffee, tea, um, uh, maybe uh Coke. Uh, some people have to stay away from sugar. It'd be diet coke with the OUP. Uh, that's for the um, for the three of the four kosas. The first one, which is Kiddush Friday night this year, especially, really should be some form of grape juice or grow or grape product or wine naturally um, or raisin wine, if if possible. If it's totally impossible, first of all, there's an option of making. That's it's complicated to do. You'd have to speak to your rabbi, but there's an option of making. Uh, Kiddish over matzah, believe it or not. Um, well, one could do that at the beginning of the seder. Yeah, it becomes complicated. In fact, I'm giving a share on it tonight. Wow. Um, what do you do? What do you make? Do you make the achilas matzah at right. that point? It's an interesting question. But uh, anyway, you still need but, dalikosos. Sorry, you would still need dalikosos in addition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's true. You're right. But wh- but, it, you, but it would you, get you out of the issue of the the kiddush deraisa, right? Because you're making kiddush on the matzah. Yeah, but 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 I think that to, to answer the questioner's question. Uh, the tea is acceptable, would you say so? Yeah, yeah, tea. Um, should make a that's probably why she was told to do so is because that's one of the you know one of the, uh, the drinks that everyone would accept as as a chamar medina would be a, like you said a tea or a coffee. I think those two would be the the best the, ones. The best ones, and they say it should be a little bit 
warm, it shouldn't be cold because an iced tea is more like a, you know, casual drink. It's not something that you give somebody to right. sit down, a guest, you know. It should be something, but it shouldn't be too hot either because you have to drink enough of it fast enough. You have to drink right. the Revius, the, uh, or at least the Rove of the Revius, you know, the majority of the cup should be drank in one, you know, in one sipping. Now, um, because I was not aware of this until you mentioned it tonight, sheer about possibly making kiddish on matzah. Is there a way we can incorporate this in the Siegel home? Because it would be much easier to have magid while you're, you know, munching on the matzah than uh, <laughs> than, than, come, come waiting, than waiting till eleven o'clock. Gardens Hills, you know your way there. Come to shul in the library. Now let me think this through for a moment. I know the main sanctuary. That's where we had the big seagull simcha. That's the right. library is very close by. I'll be able to find it. You'll be able to just ask. It, just ask. Bring your GPS. You'll find it. You'll find it. Um, because you have to understand, Rabbi Schoenfeld, in many homes, including my own, yeah. the actual meal won't begin till ten thirty, eleven o'clock. That's quite a number of hours to wait to start eating. The actual meal will not be I mean, if we're making kiddish at a quarter to nine, which is basically when everyone's making Oh, the meal, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, the actual meal won't yeah, start till like sure. 10, 30, quarter right. to 11 Easy. in that area. Right. Yep. Wouldn't you agree with me that it would be much easier to get through that period of time if we had something to munch on till we got to the main part of the meal? Uh, it's it's plausible. It's very but <laughs> you're going to munch on a kazayas matzah. I don't know if that's going to really do the trick. Oh, you mean that's yeah. it. You wouldn't be able to have extra matzah during right. that period yeah, of time. Correct. Oh. Right. Even if I speak to Rabbi Gersten and get some type of... Uh, Pull him on the side. He now, has, he now has a paddle of rabbis he consults, you know. One of them may actually <laughs> help right. me out here, you know Someone's got to come through. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Rabbi Schoenfeld's here, Rabbi Gersten's here. Our friends from J-Drugs, unfortunately, at the last moment could not make it. To join us so far, I think we've done okay though on the in the area of uh, medicines and over the counter products. Jay Booksbaum here tomorrow. Oh, speaking of over the counter, Tums this is an annual question. Listener Aliza wants to know about Tums. What are we saying about that? A lot of the Tums uh, there is. You see, again, if I would have my booklet with me, I'd give you a direct answer. But I know that a lot of the Tums contain kidneys. So oh. um, there is one variety of Tums that does not, and it's totally chametz free. Um, and I'm sorry, like I say, I'm sorry, I just don't have that in front of me. I wasn't ex- expecting to answer these questions. But uh, you know, now then, they, then you have to run into the issue, well, can you uh, overlook kidneys because you have some kind right. of an issue? You know, and, off uh, the air, by Gersten recommended a, uh, an actual Kushal Pesach Tum-like product. Could you imagine? We're in 2019. There's an act, according to Rabbi Gersten. Yeah, Adwee makes a, a uh, Tum's alternative. Rabbi Schoenfeld, could you imagine? What would, our, what would our ancestors leaving Egypt have said? If they knew that there would be a tum-like product, that's kosher lepesa. Unbelievable. I mean, You're speechless, they, they, they I see. Would... <laughs> You're Bobby's speechless. It's amazing. Well, 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 what is the brand of this thing called, this Adwee product? What do you mean? It's under the name Adwee, according to Rabbi oh, No, but what's it called? It's oh, antacid. I guess antacid, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It looks in a similar yeah. bottle. They, you know, they Come make on. Looking... It's that traditional American antacid-type bottle, you know. I see. Okay. You've seen those around. Uh, yeah, I guess See, Rabbi so. Schoenfeld doesn't suffer from these things. He's such a calm and, you know, <laughs> and put-together person. He, don't, he wouldn't even know what an antacid is. He doesn't have any of this stuff. No, thank God. But for I, those of us— It's but, only for people of aggravation. But for those of us who are regular people, <laughs> you know— <laughs>
<laughs> and who are affected by Seder food. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, yeah, right. you know some of that Seder food is not easy to digest. You know that. It depends who cooks it. I mean, have you ever seen the matzahs? Did you ever notice that some matzahs are very, very thick? While others, I do admit, are thin. But some of them are, are rough. Some of them are rough. Some of them are difficult. The ones that are very, very thin, you're paying for it. $40 a pound. Like, yeah. Rabbi Schoenfeld. Mm. I don't want to think there's a black market in the matzah industry. Come on. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I have a great joke, but I can't say it over here. Oh, end. boy, oh, yeah. boy. Uh, also, listener Aliza wants to know about Carmex Classic Lip Balm. It's a medicated lip balm. Anybody have a uh, an idea about that one? Uh, well, lip balm is like any, any uh, non-edible uh, cosmetic. Right. That is not a problem, I, and, uh, and I would say under any flavor variety, uh, but it is Pesach. That's so therefore, right. it is a good idea to get a, a fresh tube or wh- however, whatever shape it comes right. in. Right, and if you have any other suspicions, make sure to check the ingredients. Uh, how does one contact the OU? Because their hotline is extremely helpful over the next few days. Is there a hotline, or have they, like we, moved more toward the email and the online method of uh, of Answering well, they questions. Still, they still have a hotline. If you ah. want to talk to a person there, yeah, the phone number is uh, 212-613-8241 uh, to speak to a live person. Um, they have extra uh, staff. Extra answer, personnel. Yeah, they're extra personnel. Answer. It's not just one person. They have a whole team now. What um, about email? Is there one yeah, there? Yeah, there's, there's an email as well. The, uh, the email is kosherq at ou.org. Hmm. And that's to, uh, you can email the Weber Rebbe. The Weber Rebbe. Yeah. Weber Rebbe with a V or with W? It's with a W. Unidentified? Unidentified Unidentified Rebbe Rebbe. So we don't know who it is. I have my guess, you know. I'm assuming it's Rebbe Grunberg. That's that's (laughs) what I assume. But uh, I I don't have any confirmation on that. Well, is being handled in Beijing. (laughs) That's correct. Uh, At least you don't get to it before you have to. (laughs) Uh, Hi, you're on the air with Rabbi Schoenfeld and Rabbi Gersten. What's your Pesach product question? Hello there. Hi, Am I on the air? You're on the air. Go right ahead. Hi, this is Nussin from Muncie. Okay. Um, I, this is just a follow-up on the question that uh, the woman had before about the Tums. Uh, I know that Rabbi Schoenfeld wasn't sure whether or not the Tums are good, but I have something called achromia, and one of the byproducts is a lot of acid reflux. So instead of ta- I usually take Tums, but instead of taking the Tums, can I take a, a, a swallowing pill, like a, like a Zantac, one of these over-the-counter mm. pills? Are those are, are those good enough, or do they contain kidneys, or is it okay if I'm swallowing it anyway? Yeah, a swallowing pill would be fine. Yeah, for you have a, you have a condition. It's not something you're just taking like a vitamin. This is something for a medical condition, so you could take. A pill. Well, well, uh, yeah, well. Let, let me just let me just be clear, right? So this achromia, it's short for arterial monochromia, but it it um it's the byproduct is not dangerous it's just uncomfortable yeah right. well, right. monochromia is something that it has to you, you have to address that uh that that could be uh, it affects certain creatures in this earth but um uh-huh. but uh, but the uh tums is a problem because it's chewable the others that you describe are probably not because they're not chewable can i ask you a person I don't have to look into each separate one. No. Anything that's swallowable. Yeah, exactly. If just a it's just a pill that you swallow, it's not it has no flavor to it. Then it's fine. Can I ask you a personal question? Sure. Uh, are you screened? Do you get endoscopies? Um, I have not gotten one yet. Can I ask around how old you are? If you don't want to reveal your exact age, I'm 34. I am begging you, based on my late brother's experience, get speak to your doctor, get an endoscopy. Acid reflux, as I've said a million times since his death, 
leads to often leads to Barrett's, which of course often leads to esophageal cancer. I am begging you because we literally have saved lives with this type of announcement. Please tell, please yourself, and tell those uh, people who are you know who are who you may know who are suffering from the same thing to pay careful attention to it. And I hope you don't mind. Well, that I, did, I, I did see I did see an ENT though recently Good. who who told me about the acid reflux, and he didn't he hasn't recommended that yet. So. Okay, maybe he's waiting for a certain age. Thank you. For, uh, Thank continued you. good health. Always good health. JM and AM Monday and Rabbi Gersten, Rabbi Schoenfelder in studio. Email address, nachum at nachumsegal.com, nachum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at nachumsegal, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com with your Pesach product questions. You can also utilize the NSN app. Go to the NSN Nachum Segal Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. And here we go. Now we go from some of the emails to the app. Um... What is this? Oh, Metamucil capsules. Rochelle would like to know if they're Kushla Pesach. Again, we're working a little handicapped here, but from what I do recall about it, Metamucil, Metamucils are all okay with the exception of their wafers, which actually are Hamas but The capsules should be no problem. Listener Yitz wants to know if on Pesach one could buy coffee at a 7 Eleven. Yeah, I would not recommend buying it at a, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised he even asked the question, frankly. Yeah, because on, on Pesach, we know chametz is even, even b'mashuhu, even, you know, any, any amount, or even if the yeah. even if the kli uh, is in Eina Ben Yomo, it wasn't used in 24 hours. A lot of the leniencies we have throughout the year don't apply on Pesach. So, you know, if they wash the, it together with something chametz thick. Or, or then, decaf coffee may have been cooked oh, in the same way. That's a point, MD. too, yeah. yeah. Decaf could be real chametz. Do you know that there's certain people, I mean, I, I have to... I'm, I am now going to believe the person who told me this. Uh, there are certain people who will not, who will only buy poultry um, if, in fact, those chickens uh, were eating non-chametz for the previous thirty days before they were shechted. Have you ever heard of this or not? I've never heard. You've of never that. heard of that? That the, that the birds Holy have to be kept God. on a chametz-free diet yes, for 30 you days? Yes, I've, I've actually heard well, of it before it, this person told me that. The bird has I just eaten, couldn't... But the barn that they're in has to be kept chametz-free for 30 days. I, I've never heard of it. The bird itself can't... can't, can't... Well, one second, what do you mean? What's the difference? I'm, I'm confused. No, the barn, we're, we're concerned that you have chametz in your possession. Right. So you have, so in well, order, you clean that like you clean, you clean any area. Right, so but the but you try to make well no if, if you if it's more than thirty days we assume that the chickens found that chametz ah after that then you really have to get out there and scrub got it yeah but you've never you were a Gerson you never heard that no but I wonder if this goes back to the time when you know they, they used to cook the chickens together with the you know, innards with, yeah. the innards and the you know the Shulchanach talks about people finding on Pesach a kernel of grain inside the inside this you know. So, so it's not as crazy as I thought. But, yeah, but nowadays it's all removed. You're just buying, right, you know. Right, correct. Yeah, you're not going to find any comments. Yeah. So it's not paper towel crazy, but it's it's yeah. it's still a little <laughs> bit crazy. 212-529-4620. You're on the air with our rabbis. Good morning. Um, is this me? It's you. Go right ahead. Oh, good morning, Nachum. Uh, good morning to the Rabbonim. Uh, I have a little bit of an unusual question, uh, not so much about a product, but about working uh, with comments. Um, on Pesach, wow. like Lamashal, I wouldn't work in a store that sells it, but I recently um, got a job during Benazmanim as an assistant plumber in Bensonhurst, and and a lot of the times the pipes or the things that you're cleaning out, you come across Mamsh Chametz Gomer, 
And and I wanted to know if, like, maybe that's something that, you know, you should be machmer, you know, I don't know. And this, I never, like literally not holding it or touching it, or like just moving it or something like that. Yeah, because yeah, this I, goes I'm being, back. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm being nana from it, right. you know. Well, you're working. Lamash, like, I'm making panasa from it. Well, one it. second, I mean, Let, let's see what what if the rabbis agree that you're actually being nana from it. Go ahead. What would you think? Being nana, the assistant plumber here is being nana from. Well, because he says he's making money from working with Hametz on Pesach. I know yeah, it's a well, stretch, yeah, but, but, uh, but it is an interesting thing that he brings up, but. Uh, it also I, reminds uh, me. I know uh, you're not going to think there's a comparison yeah. here. It also reminds me of the of the famous baseball stadium episode that happened to me. Which was what? Which is when the neighbor at the baseball game asks to pass please pass me that hot dog and bun from the vendor, uh-huh. which is the tradition, of course, at a baseball game. Well, what's he, the hana that you're getting at? I don't know, but can you actually hold chametz? Is it a Kenyan? Can you like? Is there a problem with it? Can you have in mind that I'm not being conated and I'm just passing it to someone else? Like. What would you do, Lamaisa? What would you do? You're sitting at a game, yeah. Right, you're sitting there, or you're sitting. At I, a game. I would pass it. You're not. You'd pass it, it, right? It's not yours. It's uh, yeah. That's it's what I figured. It was just so either. uncomfortable. You know it's, what I'm saying? Yes. Like it's just uncomfortable. You are holding a piece of bread. Right. That, <laughs> on that is true. That what is would you true. say to this gentleman? Well, to this gentleman, I would say you're not being. You couldn't care less. Uh, what it is, right? You couldn't care less what it is, and. Uh, System plumbing. Also, even if it's chametz, every- it's it's destroyed chametz. It's it's chametz you would never use. No one could be really. He said said use the word nana, but no one really could be nana from it anymore. I guess the question is more like a, like a rotsa. Well, okay. like no, the, the question rotsa bikiumo that you that you benefit somehow from the fact that the chametz is clogging up the pipe. I guess that's what got you the job. <laughs> but once you got to the job, right. now you're happy that it should go away. Right. You know, yeah, you're not really right. rotsa bikiumo anymore. So. Uh, I don't think there's an issue either. In, in this in, might be the question of the year, by the way. That's this is this year's question. That's a great one. That's a great one. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, you're on the air with Rabbi Gersten and Rabbi Schoenfeld. Good morning. Yes, Nachum Siegel is toothpaste and um, um, it's toothpaste and um, cereal Ma'am. and um, and uh, are there any um, kosher based cookies uh, that, that are? All right. Well, well, let's slow down. We start with toothpaste, which we mentioned earlier. You just said stay away from Crest. That was the only one you right. you said. See nothing. We open up the lines. Look what, you, I know. Look what's going on. And then yeah. cereal. You know there's kosher Pesach cereal, right? Sure. Are there any Even OU? Non-gabrox. Are there OU kosher? There's non gabrox kosher Pesach cereal? Cheerios. Those kind of, yeah. Let's not uh, do a taste test of those, please. We don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, have have it was bad enough when I heard there was gabrox kosher Pesach cereal. <laughs> But what's shocking, by the way, is now you walk into certain stores, and there's not one cereal. There's an entire aisle of different cereals. And I remember when the first one came out, it was like you know, this revolutionary concept. By the way, I got a note last night from Mendy's Restaurant. You ready for this? This will show you we're in 2019. I get a note last night we're in Mendy's re- from Mendy's Restaurant that says as follows. Give me a second. Um... Oh, can't find it right now. Oh, here it is. We're doing something revolutionary this year. Mendy's Restaurant is open for your eating enjoyment during Colomoid with a full line of steak, chicken dishes, salad, soups, and a full line of sandwiches on kosher for Pesach rolls, buns, and breads. <laughs> I mean, you we know, always, you know, joked, I, I we always you, joked about a this. A guy came to me a couple of years ago, yeah. not Pesach related, but it relates to this. Right. And he said he had this new invention that you have a switch that can turn lights on and off on on Shabbos. You, like you do it, to, you know, all these... Oh, grumma, 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 this, grumma, this, grumma, this. Turn on the switch, you got lights on on Shabbos. Not the swivel things, the kosher lamps. You know, they, so uh, he asked me if I, if I would give my haskama to it. And other Rabbanim didn't, and they regretted it. 
I said, listen, I'm not really. I'm they not, regret I, I, it? I, yeah. Seriously? Seriously, yeah. Even though it's halakhically mutter? Yeah, but they caught it. They realized it just wasn't right. So the, when this guy came to me, actually, I think at the time he was he was a member of my shul. And he's like, I have a, turn, a switch uh, that turns on the lights off on Shabbos, and it's all, what the, give me all the technology. And would I back him up on that? And I said, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a techie kind of guy. I don't know the technology, right. so I can't for that reason. But for a more important reason, I said, why don't you invent a switch that you turn on Shabbos and you turn off Shabbos? So no more Shabbos, do what you want. And because you're destroying the whole atmosphere of Shabbos. And um, when it comes to these rolls and sandwiches and everything, what should I tell you? Are they mutter? Yes. Is this the Pesach that your bubby knew? I don't know. But are we required to have Pesach like our bubby did? Um, like, is, are, are our kids missing something? Well, look, if they have, we have Diet Coke on our tabletops, uh, not what our bubby uh, did. Uh, I remember when the revolutionary uh, syrups from Kedem came out. Raspberry syrup right. you can add to your seltzer. That's right. Like, wow, we got something we can put into the seltzer. Uh, so you maybe know, you're just being an old-fashioned guy. I am. I, am an, I definitely I, I am an old-fashioned uh, buddy dud. But, uh, you know, sometimes buddy Because Rabbi Gersten's house is full of coastal pesach rolls. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, he makes kiddish on the coastal of the world. <laughs> that's, that's right. He's a revolutionary type. Uh, Rabbi Gersten, do you also have this, uh, I don't want to use a strong word, but do you have this aversion to the coastal of Pesach bread products that we just mentioned? <laughs> well, you know, um, we, we bake our own in, in our house. It doesn't exactly look like a roll, but, you know. You right, make you make believe. Uh, make believe. It's like mun. <laughs> you make believe you're eating we bread. Have our own uh, you know, version of. Uh, and by the way, try to eat it within cookies. five minutes of it coming out of the oven. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, forget it. <laughs> Ain't gonna last too long. <laughs> There's no in, in our house. It doesn't. It doesn't look like the year round. So I don't think you have that problem that it. You know, it doesn't. Anyone's gonna confuse it with the real thing. Yeah, that's true. By the way, that is true. Uh, uh, no people one's. Well, you have bagels. People have bagels and pizza. This yeah. is all part of it. I'm just saying. It's a, they actually a, have bagel pizza for Pesach. I saw do. that. Yeah. I mean, that's they, that's they, insane. They, they do. Or by Gersten, do you uh, actually shop for uh, Kushla Pesach cereal, or you uh, you and your family avoid that for eight days? Yeah, we're not into the— You're not uh, a big Kushla Pesach cereal. Not the cereal, yeah. yeah. I see I've turned you off to it over the years with my attitude toward, <laughs> toward the Kushla Pesach cereals. I better be careful. There's some people in this audience who probably— By the way, you remember a thing called Lady Fingers? Yeah, you know why they're not called Lady Fingers anymore, now, right? now, now they're either called Fingers, right. or yes, or they're so far called L Fingers. That's good. L Fingers. The new L word. I, I could tell you off the air the story behind that. Yeah. It's insane, but whatever. Hi, you're on the air. Good morning. Yes, Nachum Siegel, our medications, Pesach. Well, we're going to go through specific medications and, and find out from the rabbis uh, if they're Kushla Pesach. Uh, listener Shandy says, as per the OU, diamond-shelled walnuts don't need to say kosher for Passover. I bought the one-pound container with an OU, and the canister says manufactured on shared equipment may contain peanuts, wheat, soy, etc. Isn't that a problem? It's it's not a problem. The fact that it says that on the you know they're they're talking about for allergen purposes, uh, you know airborne particles, things like that. Um, you know it's like saying, well, my matzah was made in the same place that has flour. You know, and there's airborne flour. So you know, yes, it's true there is, but it's all it's all before Pesach. Um, you know, it, obviously buy them all before Pesach. You shouldn't. If, right. if it would be made on Pesach, that would be a different issue. But it's bought for Pesach, so that's it. It's you know, it's like it's not there. It's... Do you get concerned sometimes that some of the dairy products that are not quote unquote kosher brands, meaning you know national brands, 
you're concerned sometimes that there's stickers on them that say Kosher Pesach as opposed to it actually being printed on the label? Stickers itself? used to be the biggest fraud. In, fraud? In years back. They used to take, you go back, I'm talking about the 1950s, 60s. Many people will tell kids who were kids at that time, I got hired as a job in the, in the grocery, uh, take soda and just slap one Kosher Pesach on it, on the Kosher Pesach labels. So why do they still tolerate it in the dairy industry? So no, so however, with the OU's policy with these stickers and, uh, is that if you can, you can put a sticker on it, but it must identify the product and the, and the year. So, mm-hmm. you know, if it's, uh, it might say Norman's or something, I don't think Norman's works with stickers. I just threw that out. But, well, uh, that would be a, a, a Jewish brand. I'm talking right. about, you know, a cottage cheese, for instance, that's, that's a national brand, not a Jewish brand. You would say that the sticker has to say kosher for Passover and the year 2019. And, and, and the year and the brand. The actual brand also should be on the sticker. Yeah. Aside otherwise, from it being... you could take a sticker from anywhere right. and just slap it on. I mean, what's common is to use, like, new bottle caps, the same bottle, like the Coca-Cola and things like that. They'll just put on a yellow cap. Right. But that's not something that, you know, people would switch. You know, that's something that just comes from the manufacturer. Nachman, allow me just to clarify something. I, I don't want anybody walking away with the opinion that, I, I, that I'm upset with what Mendy's doing with the sandwich. I'm not, I want to make that clear. I'm not. The OU is sanctioning it. So obviously it's good. Um, I'm just saying, it's my, you ask my personal opinion. The spirit on of Pesach. Spirit, yeah. People get that. Yeah, okay. It just, you know, That's I'm the not, same I'm thing as removing the seats from the car. <laughs> right. Uh, but I'm not, you know, uh, casting any aspersions on, on Mendy's or anything like that. It's just, that's my personal approach. And if somebody would like to enjoy a Koshal Pesach, roll over Pesach, isn't the hate. You likely are not going to go in that direction. First of all, I, I, we don't eat kabrofs. I don't know if you can make that stuff on potato, potato starch alone. I don't know. Who knows I what you can do? I think you can. Amazing things they do with potato starch these days. I think you can. Uh, yeah, could be. You don't eat kabrofs. No. Interesting. No. Nope. You, know, you know what you're missing? Kabrofs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are missing it. You do know. Lots of bry. You do know what you're missing because on the yeah. eighth day you eat it. That's, so, that's very so true. So you're reminded about what you're this missing. This year the eighth day is Shabbos, so right. it doesn't help us too much. Right, very Except different. we can put a little matzah in this chicken soup. <laughs> boy, oh boy. The problems we have. Kirkland frozen blueberries. Listener Shane D says for Pesach, based on what you said, yeah, if they have an fruit, OU. As long as there's no other ingredients. And it has ashkocha. Yes, correct. Um, By the way, an interesting shiloh. I know I'm interrupting you. No, please. But, okay, but is, can you, with your Erev Tashilin, which is the second days, can you cook Number one, in Israel, you have a question, can you cook kidneys for, for Shabbos? Right. Because it's no longer Pesach there. And I guess we could have the Shaila, a guy, uh, with the Erev Tashin. Can we cook um, matzah bry for Shabbos to cook at the Gebrachs for Shabbos using the Erev Tashilin? I would probably say no, because if you if we're cons- those who don't eat Gebrachs are probably considering that it's a Suffolk Hametz, what gives you the right to make a Suffolk Hametz on Pesach. I would probably on say Shvi Shal Pesach. on Shvi Shal Pesach. So, uh, but, so that's just uh, it's an interesting shot. The kidney shot is dealt with. In so there. that means that if you walked over to my house on Achron Shal Pesach and we had made matzah bread and Shvi Shal Pesach, you would eat it? Uh, yes, yes, that's, that's true. Yes, that's thing. true because you made it beheter. Right. Except one caveat, I don't eat in anybody's house on Pesach. But you do the eighth day. Don't you go to someone else's? Uh, the eighth day could be. A, yeah. Yeah, it could be. Eighth day, that's yeah, the whole thing, yeah, that, yeah, that, you, right. that you go to other people's homes. Right, you know? right. I think you're right on that. I mean, after seven days at home, you want to get out and, you know, yeah. and explore the rest <laughs> and of the Pesach world. Celebrate with matzo, right, right. I mean, I mean, you know how it is. The really good yeah. candies and everything, they're, yeah. they're broken out on the eighth day of Pesach. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. The ones that are questionable <laughs> to eat the first seven days. That's right. <laughs> 
I remember growing up. Save it for Achim Shalpesach. You know, <laughs> as, right. as, as if, you know. Yeah. Um, is it permissible, listener Fagy asks, to use and purchase a diffuser, which is a home fragrance device, on Pesach? I don't even know what that is. Oh, I'm not familiar with that either. I, and I, why I, would it be a problem? I oh, I mean, hummus like, can be in a home like, fragrance? It's, it's a basic, it's a fancy way of saying uh, a deodorizer. I guess. And deodorizer. Yeah. So you come back to the Shiloh, as I mentioned before, where Rav Moshe was mocked. But if the alcohol is hummus, but probably it's not. It's probably all uh, isopropyl. Someone asked, listener Devorah asked, can a bottle opener be used? I don't know what she means by that. She probably means a hummus bottle opener. Four pesos? It does have to be kosher pesos. You know, people change it. But you don't have. You don't really have to. Two of my family members went to do Hagulis Kailam yesterday. We are here in the east side. Flatbush. I mean, they yeah. went to Flatbush to do it. Somebody told me they went to do Hagulis Kailam in Queens, and their everything that they put in there, they were they were I guess late in the day. Everything they put in there came back filmy, greasy, from the Hagala. and they were asking me, is, does that mean that? Let's say all the chametz came off into the pot and into the hagala pot, and now I got their chametz uh, coating my my bechers. Um, and I, you know, it's sort of like yeah, but it's in other words, it was it was a whole burnt. day of usage, so everybody's stuff just came off of their kalim, and now he's saying, "Am I absorbing their stuff, their chametz grease, onto my kalim?" Which is a, you it, must have gotten a lot of rest this weekend because you're asking some amazing questions this morning. Well, this was not, <laughs> it's a busy holiday for rabbis. It definitely wow. is. I, 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 Rabbi Gersten, would you agree? I told him that it's really okay because it's, it's first of all, probably not Royal Achila, and also it'd be, it's just it boiling everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what he told me. He came back greasy. I'll tell you my Hagulis Kylam uh, situation. Yeah. A lot of places won't do it if, they have, if it has been used within the last 24 hours. Right. 100%. So when you're trying to do Hagolos Kalim on your Shabbos silver, because you want to use the same Bechers on, on Yontif, yeah. you better make sure you do it after 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So they haven't been used in oh, 24 hours. Oh, on a Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday a, Sunday if you, yeah. Well, who does Hagolos Kalim on the other day except Sunday? Come on. Or my Shofa, people work the rest of the week. Come on. <laughs> so that's number one. Number two, listen to this one. When we went to Borough Park last year for Hagolos Kalim, they refused to do it. If the Kiddush cup had a lip. Uh-huh. But yesterday in Flatbush, according to my spies, they did it, even though we had certain Kiddush cups with lips. What do you think? Well, <laughs> you know, you're not supposed, when it comes to a rolled lip, right. so then there's a concern that could be actual chummets right? inside. So if you have a pot and then it has some chummets in there, even a mashu, even a tiny bit, it'll be a problem. But a Kiddush cup is used cold. So even if there would be any chametz in the lip, right. it's not coming out. Yeah, but, there were, but I assume the word about ben, like a real crumb or something. But, but even if it would be in there, as long as it's stuck in there, it's not coming out. So then. So they were really wrong not to do it. Well, you know, it would be a chametz. They wouldn't want to, you know, they probably have a policy. We don't do any wrong right. lips across the board. We don't right. know how you're using this. Especially know. if it's you modern people from Manhattan. Yeah, but if it, <laughs> but if it's a kiddush cup, really, it's not. It's not. You know. You, People don't use it hot for Kiddush. It's just right. cold wine that's put in there all week long. Well, I'll so. get them next year. I'll have, I'll have heated grape juice <laughs> next year on the Shabbos before Pesach. <laughs> I'll show them, Rabbi Schoenfeld. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. By the way, we have something coming up in, in two years that uh, is going to probably require a longer and extended stay for the two of you here in our studios. In two years, Shabbos is Erev Pesach. Oh, wow. 
2021. Uh huh. Then the next time after that is 2025. And you know what the next time is after that? Uh, yeah, go ahead. 2045. Really? All those and years. that explains why. Because I remember this as a kid. I think it was 1950 and the 1970s. There were like 20 years in between. When I was a kid and this happened, I think 1974 was the first time it happened when I was a kid. When this happened, uh, um, and I, we did not realize as kids that it's possible that for that to happen, that there's such a case. And a lot of our kids and grandchildren will have the same situation where they will be introduced to something that they never lived through before, which is which is Shabbos Ere Pesach. So it's interesting. Wow. There's foreign written just on that topic. Right, correct. It, it's complicated. My nephew in Israel, when we went to, to Israel either two or three Pesachs ago, had no clue that there was such a thing as a second Seder. Had really? no idea. He's 20 years old now. He had no idea until we told him, you know, that you know, the second Seder for the. And he thought we were joking. He thought it was like one of these, you know, like we were putting him on. It's sad, you know, they were coming here in the, in the car service uh, as an African American woman, interesting lady. And she asked me if I celebrate Palm Sunday. Right, which was yesterday. Which was yesterday. And I explained to her, no, Passover. Anyway, she tells me that she, uh, besides driving the car, she's a, uh, just about a full-time aide for a woman in Forest Hills, 87-year-old lady, Jewish woman. She has never heard of Passover. So she took notes from me to tell her what Passover is. I said, well, I, I, I told it's a freedom of slavery. She liked that one, you know, that whole idea. <laughs> So uh, that wow. we were enslaved and we were freed, and she liked that idea, and she took notes, and she's going to go back to her lady. Her name is Barbara in Forest Hills. A Jewish woman? A Jewish woman. Who was not familiar with Passover? She, she says she doesn't know what she says. She said, what is, the, the, the driver told me, she says, you're going to celebrate Passover. She says, what's that? And uh, so she says, you got to know Passover. you got to know Passover. She's being so she car asked me what Passover is. So I right. gave her a little sheer in the car about what Passover is. Hmm. Hey, can you imagine a lady in Forest Hills, 87 years old? So she's big MacArthur. Unbelievable, yeah. She may want to take it a great adventure. Yeah. Give her the whole exper- whole pace <laughs> off experience. That's true. Are you, you know, gonna send yeah. Are you gonna send matzahs over to the house? Great adventure. We gotta We gotta take it <laughs> Acapulco. That's the That's the real experience. <laughs> are you gonna be uh, sending matzahs over to her house or? Uh... I, other than Barbara, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and she's in Forest Hills. I mean, it's, it's not on your app, Rachel. You can't contact the driver. <laughs> Probably have a, a <laughs> Ask your grandchildren. They'll tell you how to do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, which brands of tuna, this unidentified listener would like to know, are certified OUP? Do we know of any tuna brands? And are all OUP tuna Bishel Yisroel? Uh, Rabbi Gersting will follow up on me, but this I'll tell you on the bat, off the bat, that uh, Star, um, sorry, ShopRite brand has, uh, I think it's packed in water, uh, it is OUP, and I believe that is Bishel Yisrael Meshkiyach Tamidi. Uh, there are other brands as well, you know, the regular regular from uh, ethnic brands of, right. of tuna, and those kinds of things. But uh, I the, like that, ethnic brands of tuna. Yeah, yeah. Right. right. So the regular OU tuna um, is not specifically made Bishel Yisrael, but the, the OU doesn't require it because it's made through steam. It's not cooked in water, the fish. The fish are uh, first cooked in live steam. And uh, many folks can write that when you cook it that way, it does not require, uh, it doesn't it doesn't require it to be Bishul Yisrael. But even though it, that's the way it's cooked for Pesach too, but the ones that say OUP on them, there is a Mashkiach who's there anyways because he has to kasher, he has to uh, do other, you know, he has to supervise the run. So he turns on the boilers and he makes it Bishul Yisrael. It's yeah. Bishul Yisrael for Ashkenazim. For Sfardim, they have uh, different rules for what's required in Bishul Yisrael. So it wouldn't. It does not. Um, for for Sephardim, they have to actually p- 
put the fish into the into the uh, ovens to cook it, and uh, that's not something that's actually possible for the mashkiach to do. Uh, but for Fashkenazim, that would be Bishri's fault. He turns on the fire. Right. So, so let me just uh, let me read a short list, but that I have in a, mem- a memo from this publication of the OU called the Dafa Kashris. And as all of these items are made with mashgiach tamidi and bishul yisrael, tuna fish is available with an OUP from Seasons, Geffen, Mishpacha, Shoprite OUP tuna in water, and uh, Kirkland OUP smoked salmon. I guess another way of saying lox will also be available. So there are Sephardic people who will not eat an OU tuna can. The truth is, there's many OU products that are made, um, even the ones that are bishul yisrael. It's because the mashgiach will turn on the boilers, and for Sephardim. They, it's a problem. It's a problem. It's not enough. So are there Sephardic, I, mean, I know this sounds ridiculous, but are there Sephardic tuna brands? Like, are there brands that... that I mean, if it's made with just, just the steam alone, that would be a need, that that'd be something that Sephardim could rely on. Vadi right. Yosef um, has a chuba where he talks about cooking with steam. He He's one of those who is also uh, lenient on that, that if it's cooked with steam, it's acceptable for Sephardim. But if they want that extra um, chumrah that they, Meshkir turned on the fire, it doesn't really help so much for the Sephardim. I'm learning a tremendous amount this morning. My gosh. Uh, listener Devora has a follow-up. She says the item is called cork pops. It's air that opens the bottle. The person in the wine store said it could be used on Shabbos, but he's not sure if it's considered chametz if it had been used with chametz wine. Any idea? I've never heard of it. Save that for Jay tomorrow, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jay yeah. Booksbaum here tomorrow. We'll ask Jay if he has any clue about that. I have a feeling he's at least heard about it. Um, what the item is, and we'll see if he has any insight, and likely he will be quoting a psaac bar by uh, Schoenfeld, as he normally does. Um, listen, listener Sandy okay. asks, Frida vitamins, vitamin D3, is it kosher le Pesach? Uh, I mean, Frida does have a, a list of approved vitamins for Pesach. Um, Probably get that online these days. Yeah. yeah. I would guess. Check that out or take this phone number down because somebody on the OU hotline will be more than happy to follow up with you at greater length. 212-613-8241. Again, the OU hotline at any time this week, 212-613-8241. That will uh, be open all week long. Will that include Friday? Will people be there at or not? They will have hours even on Friday. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> Let's make them work till 6.30. Used to be Rabbi Grunberg's job. I know. He'd be sitting there. Literally, he, he'd have the Seder in the office. That's, that's <laughs> After the last call, he'd go with David Mincha. Uh, 212-613-8241. Or use the email address. might be easier for you to get an answer. KosherQ at OU.org. KosherQ at OU.org. Benadryl and Mucinex for leg cramps, I'm assuming again. That uh, if it's for medicinal purposes, if it's a pill. Then right. it'd be fine. Would not be an issue if it's uh, something otherwise. We strongly suggest you use that. Um, you use that phone number or that email address, and uh, and follow up in that manner. Um, we're using our app, the NSN Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. For your questions, utilize the comment section for your questions, and of course, Nahum at NahumSingle dot com, Nahum at NahumSingle dot com. Um, as well. Uh, this is a great question. This is a great question from a listener in Chicago. There's so much confusion about this. Does gluten-free mean chametz-free? There's so much confusion about right. this. So obviously it doesn't because oats, which is one of the five species which could become chametz, right. is gluten-free. So you know that's something by itself that you have to be careful about. That, that the, you know, that, but even if it doesn't, even, even 
You could even have uh, alcohol could be gluten-free, even though it's made from wheat. It has to do with how the, um, you know, how the chemicals are broken down. And if there's no actual gluten left after the whole process, you know, you distill off and you end up with alcohol, it could be 100% chametz and be gluten-free. You know, the impression is because we always say that, that the Pesach Dick menu is so friendly to the gluten-free person, so the impression is that if it's gluten-free, it's chametz-free, but as you just explained, right. not, not even close. You have, to, you have to be careful about all this. Great question. I think that that's, a, uh, that's something that uh, is a tremendous misconception. Listener Seema, pure avocado oil. What do we say? Um, there's a there is a brand that the OU is recommending. It's the, the chosen avocado oil, and uh, other than that, um, you know, it should have it should have an OUP. Well, here's the question, Rabbi Gerstin. <clears throat> All cold pressed uh, oils that are not coming from kidneys or something. We know that olive or extra virgin olive oil uh, does not need any special pesel hashgacha. But other cold, like we just mentioned, uh, right, like so avocado oil, the, the, all other cold right, Any crude virgin coconut oil also, the right. OU has said, is, is fine. And when it comes to the avocado oil, the only one that they've approved is that, that isn't OUP, is this chosen brand. Hmm. Um, com and the NSN app. Use the comment section of the NSN app. This is a question that comes up every year. I mean, I know that we talked about previous generations. In previous generations, people would not sell certain types of chametz. These days, of course, with our storage capabilities and the uh, propensity we have to overbuy, <laughs> people have, in many cases, a lot of chametz, canned goods, and other things that would be a shame in some cases to throw out, especially for poorer families who you know really could use that product after basic. Do, do we give any guidelines about what to sell and what not to sell still in 2019 or not? Absolutely. The uh, Just give us a second while we look this up. But the OU has a list of what's considered Hamad's Gomer. Oh, yeah? Okay, good. Page 39. What's considered Hamad's Gomer? Now, many people don't sell Hamad's Gomer. Many of Moshe felt that it was okay to sell Hamad's Gomer. Uh, but there are those who are Mahmoud is stringent on this, and they don't. So on page 39 of the guide, you will find a list of uh, all kind of consumer-based products that are Hamad's uh, Gomer and that are not. Rum is not Hamad's Gomer. Rice Krispies is not Hamad's Gomer. So, you know, pickles is not Hamad's Gomer. So uh, you... you um, but, but, but something like a filter fish yeah, like a is, filter fish. is, is Hamad's Gomer right. because they'll put into it, you know... But if someone has that's a case of gefilte fish, yeah. that's chametz. So if you if you're not selling chametz gomer, then you yeah you gotta get ah okay. In other words, they could sell chametz gomer, but if you're trying to be strict and not, then that would be in that category. Right. That's why the OU provides that list. Correct. Um, all right, so keep that in mind, everybody, as you uh, get set for Pesach. Um, can baby bottles be kosher? Do I need new ones? We're always going to recommend, especially in this forum, that people buy new ones. Correct. Well, yeah, if you could afford to buy new ones, that's great. Uh, it's always, you know, uh, makes life easier. Uh, in terms of cashing them, it depends how you use them. You know, if your person says, I only put milk in them, I only, um, you know, and they want to wash them out only in the in the bathroom sink, and they're going to give it only cold. So technically speaking, you know, I'd say clean them out well. They don't really absolutely need to be cashered. Better would be, yes, to cashier them, you know, boil, boil them up in a pot should be a Karshla Pesach pot. The bottle should be not used in 24 hours beforehand. Right. And then, you know, you, you kosher at least the, uh, you know, the, the top of the bottle, um, the part that goes in the baby's mouth. Um, 
you know, again, if the person puts their, their bottles through the dishwasher together with all the chametz items, that would be more of a reason to cash her. If a person says, I just rinse it out quickly and hand it back to the baby, you know, that's, that depends how they use it in their home. Um, while we're on the subject of baby bottles, I guess this is a good opportunity to mention baby formula, which generally is kidneyous. The one restriction or the one guideline you always give is try to wash out that bottle uh, in, in a sink area, like a restroom, for instance, that would not be in contact with regular food items like a kitchen would be. Right. On page 108 of the OU guide, there's a list of infant formulas that have been uh, reviewed and are approved for Pesach. Uh, there's a pretty extensive list over here. There's probably about 50 different um, products. On the last page of the uh, Pesach booklet, whoa, what was that? On the, uh, echo. Wow. On the last page of the Pesach booklet, the Sfiras Omer chart, the OU gives you an opportunity to try to complete all 49 days of the counting of the Omer. Take it and put it on your refrigerator. Yeah, done very. That's the recommendation, right? Am I on the air here? There you are, Rabbi. Okay. Yeah, it's it's done very. It's a very nice chart. Really, there you go. Really nice chart. And of course, join Rabbi Schoenfeld at the Six Flags. He'll be at the bungee jumping area. <laughs> That's right. I'll be watching all you jumpers. Well, I think we're expecting you to actually participate, frankly. But if this is your way of telling That's the com- if this is your way of telling the community that you have no interest in doing that, then let's get this out of the way now, Rabbi. Yeah, no, I, I can <laughs> jump down two or three stairs in my house. That's that's where I stop. That would be the extent of it. Oh well. oh, well, I guess that didn't work out as well as I thought it might. I am going to a hotel, David says, that serves gebrochs and non-gebrochs. How do I deal with the kalim since I am makbid on kalim as well? First of all, in the area of gebrochs, is there such a thing as being makbid on kalim? I don't know. Absolutely. There is. Okay. Yeah. So he's at a hotel. Would you recommend just to don't go to the hotel and stay home or uh? What would you say? Um, you know, my wife's grandmother, she was known as Mrs. B, Mrs. Booksbaum. She was yeah. the cook for the Pioneer Hotel. Wow. And, yeah, and went right through Pesach. And basically, the Ashkoch arrested with her. You know how it was in those days. Of course. Uh, now, so a fellow came in and said, to, Mrs. Booksbaum, I want to know if this, uh, if your potato kugel is made with matzah milk because if it's uh, it's gebrachts, I can't eat it. So she says to him, Mr., if you are careful about gebrachts, you shouldn't be in this hotel. Whoa. Because Mrs. Booksbaum let him have it, huh? Yeah, because if you're mocked on Gabrach, it includes all Kalim. Wow. And in those, now today, everybody's, every hotel's, no Gabrach, no Gabrach. Right. Why? Because if, even though people are, are it solves the problem. But their right. sons in law don't eat Gabrach. Right. So they, uh, boy, but, oh but boy. once you mock on Gabrach, it includes Kalim. Yeah. Did the majority of uh, Booksbaum female members uh, speak with that tone of voice as, uh, as Bubby did? Uh, uh, well, is uh, it a tradition? They, they, let's to... just say they speak with a certain level of confidence. <laughs> So they might be giving the same speech to somebody on this Pesach. It's possible. But not my good old buddy. (laughs) If I brought chametz or kidneyous products into the office, listener Aviva says, for everyone to use, do I have to worry about it on Pesach? Is it considered mine to the extent that I am owning chametz on Pesach or is it completely hefker? Does my coming into the office on Pesach make a difference for this answer? Well, if a person puts it out and if they have like a table or a counter where they put out, then it's Hefker. Yeah, yeah, it's a Hefker it. table. A Hefker table, sure. Um, and, it, yeah, it doesn't make a difference if you come in on Yantiv or not. You know, when you say you're Kol Chamira, right. you know, you say the, 
So we, we declare it to be Hefker, and that's that's enough. Or if you want, take it up to the YU dorm. It'll be gone in a half hour on the Hefker table. I mean, the, trust me, nothing survives there overnight. <laughs> I, know, I know that from personal experience. And by the way, some of my spies up there tell me you wouldn't believe what goes. I mean, you would not believe it. <laughs> doesn't matter how old the kugel is. If it's on that Hefker table, gone. it's gone in 30 minutes. <laughs> Listener Ahuva says, is bulgur, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, B-U-L-G-U-R, flaxseed and beans, chametz gumor. It's not on the list. Yeah, bulgur is a type of wheat, and mm. it is chametz. Yeah. Um, I mean, technically, if you if it never got wet, it's not chametz, but I, you know, I don't know enough about the... You know, she's, I, I assume she's not talking about cooked. She's talking about a raw box. That's what or something. it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. You know, I, I, obviously no one's going to take responsibility for. It. I would say sell it with the hummus. Obviously, you're not going to eat it. If you don't sell hummus gummer, then um, you know perhaps you should just you know throw it away. Um, what was the other example? What the other? Flaxseed. Yeah, flaxseeds are, are are kidneys, and beans are kidneys. Right. What about poppy seeds? I've been asked about poppy seeds. I think those are also kidneys. Kidneys. Yeah. Someone asked me about sunflower seeds. Do we eat that or something? So what nuts? G- give me the quick list of nuts we do eat on Pesach. Walnuts? Yeah, give me well, a couple of, do we eat cashews on Pesach? Almonds? Pistachios? Cashews. Yeah, well, any nuts you could really well, eat. Well, not nut- peanuts we wouldn't. Okay, peanut isn't really a nut. It's a, ah, it's a, a, a legume. A legume, yeah. But any, any nut comes from a tree. It's not going to be it's not going to be kidneys. Right. In fact, even things like you know coffee beans, we get asked, you know, how, why isn't that kidneys? Right. It's not really a bean. It's just it's just a name. That's the way it's referred it's to. It's referred to, but it really grows on a tree. It's a fruit. And now, everybody, Schoenfeld, before we wrap things up, your favorite topic, and that's pet food, of course. Uh, do you have to make sure that your cat food or even dog food is grain-free for Pesach, even though you're obviously not eating it? Your pet is. What do we say about this? Well, we got to refer you. What? You mean in 2019 we actually have a real we got a list? A, ref- a, a reference in. list for this? No um, more conjecturing or recommending that people make matzo meal products for their animals? 34, was it? Some consumer from Paul's Yes, I will ask everybody Schoenfeld if we clean the fish tank. Be patient, everybody. We will get to it. Come on. Page uh, 36. Don't you know how this show works? Page 36. On page 36, we find out what? What to feed a to our... Full page ad. What to feed to the pets? Kosher Paws. P-A-W-S. Wow. For good pets, bad pets. Um, the first only OU-certified kosher for Pesach pet food for cats and dogs. Wow. No kidneys, no gebrachts. Wow. So Unbelievable. It, no kidneys or no gebrachts. <laughs> I love but it. The, to be, uh, I was, you know, let's say it's a, it's there. What should I tell you? The, the ad is there. The first, some, the first person who told me about it, I thought they would put me on. Uh, but it's really there. It's, it's, it's funny. there. But the fact is that um, kidneys you can give to your pet, even if you're an Ashkenazi, you can give kidneys to your pet. Gabrox you can give to your pet. There are a lot of your dog is a lot of hanor from kidneys. But but if it if it does have meal in it, some kind of grain, you got a very serious problem. And if it has basar bacholah, if it has beef right. and milk, you got a problem year round. So you know, if we're looking for that. Do you think that this revelation will now uh, tip the scale in favor of the Gersten family actually getting a dog, or you have no idea if that's if that if this is going to make a big difference? You have any any, any idea about my show? I think he'll be the first on his block in Passaic. <laughs> or, uh, to, to, uh, By the way, this rumor that I'm spreading may may, may just doom the family now in Passaic. <laughs> So uh, this may not be a, 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 a this may not be a game changer, but for those who have pets, it would be a game changer. You say yes, correct, <laughs> right, correct. Also, the big question, as our listeners ask, because they have asked this for the last quarter of a century, each year of Pesach, have you cleaned the fish tank yet, Rabbi Shonfeld? I, I have not. What? I have not. No, you I walked have not. in here today, not being able to report that that fish tank is clean for Pesach. 
Yes, it is, it is such an, a, uh, a foreboding job that I just push it off. And, well, you uh, get to it before Badika's Chabetz, at least. Oh, f- oh, for sure. That's for sure. I You're not, guaranteeing that. You're guaranteeing the not, audience yeah, that you will get, get to it before It'll, it'll get done. Somehow. I don't know how it'll get Once done. Once it's completed, then you would feed your fish only kosher Pesach products, correct? Or non chametz products, I would say. Freeze-dried worms, right. Right, that's it. That's yep. what they're going to have to survive on. Yep. And... Guys, if you don't oh, like it, go to a different home. I have a right? frog. He's getting bigger and bigger. He Excuse me? Yeah. A frog? A, a white albino frog, plus a smaller little dark one. What does he generally eat? Other frogs. <laughs> <laughs> but he, so uh, you have no trouble with his menu for Pesach? No, no, but he eats whatever you throw him, and uh, ah. he also releases whatever you throw him. So <laughs> that's why the job is a little bit bigger this year. <laughs> so this is a challenge for you. Yeah, yeah. Does the frog have a name by any chance? Svardeo. Excuse me? <laughs> that sounds like a biblical term, Rabbi Schoenfeld. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, that word might be in the Haggadah. Am I right about that? That's correct. Just checking. One of, one of the ten. Was it either Kinim or Tzvardea? And you went with the Tzvardea? That's right. You said, we got to name him after one of the plagues. Which one should it be? When you hit the frog, does he multiply and create other frogs, or it doesn't work that way? That was only in Egypt where that happened. No, this guy did. No, no this guy. You he, he remains a singular he, frog. He, he remains and not a happy frog. <laughs> not at all a happy frog. I'll tell you, unbelievable. All right, uh, before we wrap up, obviously we, we joke about Six Flags, but there are other things you like to mention. There still is a uh, a way to study Dafiomi with the OU, correct? There's still a way to do that. Yeah, sure. And I assume OU.org has all that information. Yeah, it's on the website. Um, Nachiomi, I know, is doing very well. Elephant is still giving that cheer, right. you know. I know Nachiomi is doing well. I know a lot of the, the Torah study programs are doing very well, courtesy of the OU through their website. People can get information. Um, and in terms, of the, uh, in terms of anything having to do with Kashrus, everybody should realize that they have a phone number, 212-613-8241. This is the hotline, the OU hotline. With any questions before Friday, any questions for Pesach 5779-212-613-8241 or kosherq at ou.org, kosherq at ou.org. And no question will go unanswered. That's their pledge. No question will go unanswered. Is that what they say? I think so. It's sort of like what we do here. <laughs> Even the ones that sound crazy, we will answer them in okay. some way, shape, or form. So that's what happens that the OU take advantage of their service and take advantage of their offer. Flower... Rabbi Gersten, after all, I can't let you off the hook without one of these difficult questions. Flour contains barley malt. Does that make flour chametz gamor? Well, flour anyways is, uh, should be treated as chametz because they temper the wheat, which means that they soak it in water to soften it and to um, sometimes the flour is too dry. They're looking for a certain moisture level in the flour. So all flour should be considered to be chametz, whether it has barley malt in it or not. Okay. Um, which coconut oil is okay without a P next to the OU? Could you give us an example? This listener would like to know. Oh, and, and brand name? I, yeah. I, I don't have one. Okay. Uh, you can call the OU. They might have one. But any crude virgin coconut oil is acceptable. for basic. This listener says, is it okay to use paper plates and bowls that are eco-friendly and biodegradable? Therefore, they originate from sugar cane and bamboo. Those are fine for basic. Yeah, I figured any of those products would be okay. Don't want to start a whole paper towel controversy now. I'm too tired for that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've we've spent years doing that, we but this is not the year any, for that. Uh, new like Michigan. That's not true. We? we had some great what, what? we had some great new questions this year, and I what did I say was the question of the year this year? I something. Oh, the, the uh, was it was it the, the comments in the pipe question? 
Oh yeah, I think that was it, right? That was oh. the, that was the question of the year this year. No, no, oh yes, yes. Yeah, I, th- I think this year's uh, off the beaten path questions were actually questions con- worth thinking about. You know, got us got us to uh, got us to get our uh, you know our minds working when it comes to these halachic uh, decisions. Um, I don't know. What can I say? Most ridiculous question may have been if you cleaned the fish tank yet or not. That may have been the one that. Uh, uh, just put me in an embarrassing position. I so, yeah, I mean, public, I feel terrible. Yeah. You know me. I feel awful <laughs> that I've now revealed to the world that you still have not done that. But you have made a commitment that before Badika's Hummus, it, it'll it, be it done. It will be so. done. But lean out of Right. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, everybody out there, OU at 212-613-8241, kosher at org. Tomorrow, Jay Booksbaum with the wine portion of all this. He will take all of Rabbi Schoenfeld's uh, uh, halachic decisions and uh, utilize that as a basis for what he has to tell us about the four cups of wine, uh, which, of course, is coming up on uh, Friday night. And then again, for those of us outside of Israel, on Saturday night during the uh, second Seder. Is your your second Seder very different from your first? Because, you know, after all, it is a second Seder? It was a little quicker. A little quicker? We just had heard all the answers the night before. (laughs) But it, it goes a little quicker. First of all, it's later. Um, yeah, that's true. And you know, it's it's the second time around, so it goes a little quicker. Not mm. not, much, not much. Daylight savings time destroyed our holiday. Yeah. Oh. Remember when it used to be the both star and one standard time? That's right. Yeah. Good old days. Yeah, the kids don't get it. They they think it always starts at eight thirty, yeah. and in certain areas, like w- the western part of Florida, or any oh, part of yeah, Florida, right. forget really? it. Really, really starts for yeah. a wow. What can I tell you? You got to get to before Chatzos. That's why I said you got to uh, you got to nap in the afternoon. It's the only way to do it. Yep. Rabbi Gerson, any uh, big Cholamoid plans, or uh, we haven't yet gotten to that discussion in the house yet? The kids rule, you know, whatever they The kids rule. There you go. (laughs) You find out as it happens, whatever the kids tell you to go. Very good. But, um, you know, in some homes, the tradition is uh, you get up in the morning and uh, go to shul and come back and start the what are we doing today conversation. In other homes, there are certain parents that know today what they'll be doing. Really? Yeah. Oh, you don't know that? (laughs) <laughs> you're not familiar I with that. I haven't heard of one. You're, you're, shocked to, you're shocked to have discovered that, <laughs> that there are people who actually make plans wow. and decide what they're going to be doing. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway. That's well, a new generation. You could say that again. I take this opportunity to wish you both a Chag Kosher Sameach. Our apologies uh, that the um, representatives from J-Drugs um, were not able to join us this morning. A last-minute... Uh, Cancellation. Yeah, sorry, very sorry. Yeah, very sorry. This was. Do they a, still give out their number to call? That's a very good question. I don't know, but uh, I don't have it in front of me. So, uh, but, uh, but of course, these days, all right, Schoenfeld, come on. It's at everyone's fingertips, practically. That's true. Uh, so, if you have any questions on medications, feel free. This did. Uh, this did lead to a. Uh, I don't know what seems more like a uh, somewhat of a laid back program, but one that I think was filled with a lot of information and uh, and important things to consider. And uh, most importantly, we found out that uh, if you followed Robert Gersten's. Uh, uh, advice: uh, You don't have to. You don't have to worry about the, taking the seats out of the car. If you want to follow the uh, Schoenfeld method, then uh, rebuild the car from scratch. <laughs> that would be. That would be. That would be his recommendation. But just buy a new one. <laughs> Pesach. Buy By the way, one. last year I made sure that the lease began two days before Pesach. I'm telling you. Believe me, a lot of people do that. That's for sure. Um, in addition, there are people who you know want to finish the kitchen before Pesach, want to get new appliances before Pesach. There's a there's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. There's a lot going on this week as people prepare for the holiday. So keep that in mind. Anyway, Chag Kasher v'Sameach, and thank you for being here today. Yep, thank you, and um, it's uh, also a pleasure to be here.
miss, still miss Matty Grunberg. I hope he's tuned in, believe me. Yeah. Uh, Rabbi Gersten, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for answering my questions both on and off the air and for uh, making sure to give quality answers to all of our listeners on this right. edition of JM. And I always promise the ladies of my Sunday halakhic household share that I give a little special shout-out to them because that's where I learn the most. And um, Well, there will not be a share this Sunday. No, there won't be a share. It hasn't been for the last two Sundays. <laughs> People Somebody, are too somebody's busy. got to take care of that house. People are too busy shopping yeah. and cleaning? That's right. <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully they're tuned in right now. Yeah. And they heard their uh, shout-out their shout out from you. Uh, a very special Monday. My thanks to everybody at the OU, the Orthodox Union. And my thanks to all of you for tuning in and asking amazing questions on our annual Pesach Products program at JM in the AM. <laughs>